Pizza? Pizza? Pizza! Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. chef and owner of the restaurant Feast in Manoa Valley. John Matsubara is with us. The highly skilled culinary master is one of three Hawaii chefs taking on Iron Chef uh, Alex Guarnaschelli on the Food Network's Alice versus America. Congratulations, John. We're super stoked for you. Thank you. Yeah. Are you excited? I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, it's, uh, it's a great platform to represent chefs from Hawaii using Hawaii local ingredients and showing our culinary skill going against some of the best in the world. So what was it like being on the show? Was it, uh, you know, really tough, intense? Were you sweating? Uh, it was terrifying. Um, in the beginning, I, you don't know who the contestants are. You don't know who the judges are and it's a blind tasting. And then when I met the contestants, uh, they're all like, they've been on, they were like on Chopped and on Food Network and everything. So I've never competed before. So I was like, ooh, what am I, am I, what am I doing? <laughs> but so I, at first I was like, ooh, you know, like, I mean, you know, the whole point was just to help, you know, market the restaurant and get more people to come up to Manoa and everything. So when we, when I ended up doing it, it was just, um, you know, no, nothing can, if you haven't competed on national TV, nothing can prepare you for stepping out in front of the lights, in front of all the different cameras, in front of all the professional chefs and saying, hey, you know what? You got 20 minutes to cook this or that, or what do you pick? And then your brain has to just kick in and do it. So um, it was, it was a really, really good experience. And I'm just, I'm happy that uh, I had the opportunity. And yeah, you know, and you know, you were one of uh, five Hawaii chefs, right? So you're in good company, although two of them were judging. Yes, two of them were judging, and uh, the, the the other two were from Hawaii. So, you know, it was great. So um, it was kind of like a reunion, you know, not a reunion, but it's like you're all from the same. You know, we're all, it's our yeah. home. So uh, it was, you know, good to see everyone because it was taped on the mainland, so. Right. Yeah. So uh, Chef Lian Wong and uh, Ipi Iona, right, Perfect. that you get to uh, work with. And then the judges are Roy Amaguchi and Sheldon Simeon. Yes. Um, can you tell us what you, what did you end up cooking for them? Well, you know, we, we cooked a local fish. We got to use, um, I don't know if I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 so local like a fish um like local fish a local breakfast item 
they were all local ingredients and it, and it was just, you know, how, you know, they set parameters on there's two rounds. Um, you're going head to head with everybody. So there's one winner from the first round and the winner from the first round gets to pick the ingredients or the choices of ingredients in the second round. The, it's blind tasting. Judges don't know what they're tasting. We don't even know who the judges are. So, you know, it's basically, you know, it's for real. Like, you know, you, you're, you're judged based on whatever you make. And so it was, you know, it was, it was, um, it was very fun, but I can tell you the ingredients that we use. Oh man, it's, it's, you guys, it's, it's awesome. It's stuff that all locals eat. Well, I know one item everybody eats, and oh. you can find them everywhere. I think I can. I, I, I kind of have a hunch, but I kind of have a hunch. But I, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just let the yeah. suspense simmer. Yeah. I'll let the suspense simmer. What would yeah. you say? What would you say you contributed? What what's what is your what is your secret weapon? Uh, my secret weapon was to to just be authentic, you know, to be myself, and so. The whole time I was preparing and training for this, I knew that, you know, whatever the, whatever the answer was, it was within me already. So I just had to, you know, focus and not lose, not lose, you know, the sense of who I am and what I can do. And so I think that was, it helped me guide me through um, all the bells and whistles and the noise and, you know, because it gets, it gets kind of crazy up there. Like I said, nothing really could if you haven't done it before, nothing can really prepare you for when you step up to the plate and you're in front of the lights and you're in front of everything and you're put on the spot. You know, you don't know what it is or how long you have or what everyone's making. You're in a new kitchen. You, I mean, you're looking around. What, what, where's the pots? Where's the pans? Where's the ingredients? What can I use? Like, where's the machines? And everything's different, right? So um, anybody who's ever worked in another kitchen will understand. It takes time to figure out where it is. It's not automatic. It's not. It's not where you work every day. And you have a uh, time limit. You have a time limit, right? Yes. There's a there are time limits, right? And so if you haven't competed before, like you know, when I cook, I mean, yeah, there's some t time pressure to get the food out on time, but it's stuff that we do every day, right? It's not something that we're making up. And it's not someone next to you that's competing and. You know, some of the some of the competitors were like, oh, yeah, we have that ingredient in our menu. And I was like, oh, my God, I haven't even used that for so long. Like, how, you know, it just it just creates this uh, sort of turmoil. Right. Because everything matters. Right. And so everything is sort of compressed and you're put under the gun. So, um, yeah, what an incredible experience. And it, I think the beauty of it is that it showcases local talent competing with the best representing Hawaii. Hawaii and and the ingredients that we have and and how we can put it on the plate and we're competing it with you know I guess an Iron Chef I mean that's you know when I was a kid that was one of the dreams hey are we gonna compete against Iron Chef right because mm -hmm. you know so, so I know you can't give it away but like so was it something that you have on your menu already at feast or is it something totally different completely different I don't I think of all the ingredients they chose I don't have any of the ingredients okay okay so, and the combinations are, you know, they might have an ingredient that is uh, versatile and people know, and then they'll throw in a twister, right? So you're like, what? How am I going to put these yeah. two together? Wow, this sounds, like the a lot, this, this sounds like a lot of fun because, I mean, it kind of takes you out of like, you know, the daily grind and it also puts you on the spot. So you're forced to like think and like improv and, and you know, react yeah. and work really fast and get your creative juices flowing. But we all know that you're a popular chef and you're one of the best chefs here in Hawaii, but how did you get invited on the show? You know, a, a producer called me up 
and was trying to get me to do an interview and I wasn't familiar with the show. So uh, I actually reached out to another local guy, a chef that competed. And so I, I, I kind of asked him, I said, hey, is this legit? Like, and he, he was telling me, hey, you know what? This is good exposure. Um, you know, it's gonna, it was, it was such an incredible experience and, um, you know, it's great for your business, like, you know, to help get the word out because, you know, restaurants, we struggle and it's, you know, with COVID and everything, it's, we're not over it. So anytime we can help market the restaurant, help represent, you know, and so that was kind of the driving force was that, Hey, you know, because we're at the end of COVID, you know, I need to sort of push and market the restaurant to get guys in Manoa. And so, you know, I, I trusted him, it checked out. And then, so I, I did the interview and, and then it kept going and going. And then, you know, before I knew it, they're like, Hey, you know, we're going to, we already booked a ticket, just save the date, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, okay. Uh, but the, the hard part was too, is that I was trying to uh, YouTube like past episodes or whatnot, just to, you know, look at it. But I guess now it's all on, you have to buy it or whatever. So we didn't have access to it. So it made it wow. even trickier to figure out like, you know, what exactly is this competition? And then another concern was that, you know, they were saying like, it's a Hawaii challenge. And I'm like, okay. So I was very, very adamant about making sure that we were represented in the right way. And it wasn't something that was going to not be respectful, not be authentic. Um, and because I, I felt the whole purpose was for us to represent Hawaii and represent the state, right? And show off our things. So that was kind of a thing I went with the producers and I had to make sure. And I asked them too, like, who are the judges? Because if they're not familiar with this cuisine, how will they be able to judge based on local flavor profiles? Because we have a very unique yeah. um, flavor profiles and local people love local food, right? So when you come home, you go, you have your go-to spots where you go to and you got to have your fix, right? So if you're going to be judged by somebody who might not be familiar with it, then it makes it very difficult. Uh, so we talked about that. Uh, apparently it worked out. They got like, you know, the godfather of Hawaii regional cuisine and you got the, you know, the new young gun shout out. So, so, you know, that worked out and, you know, all my questions they were asked and, and you know, it turned out to be a, a very good experience, a very positive experience. They were very respectful and they, you know, they really, I think they really learned and got to see, you know, three guys, three local chefs really showcase who they really were. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for caring. I mean, that's representation really matters. Um, and we got a lot of pride here in Hawaii. So, I mean, that's even yep. so why we're so excited to watch you. But um, so so it's elimination then, right? Process of elimination. Yes. And is it one, the last chef standing um, off against Alex? And then what does the winner oh, get? Oh, no. It, it, Alex can get knocked off in round one. Oh. So everyone is competing <laughs> oh. against everyone. because oh, it's at the same time. Right. So whoever has the highest score, the first round gets to pick the next round. Whoever has Got the it. lowest score has to leave. The next round, whoever has the highest score uh, wins that round. And then, you know, whoever has the lowest score leaves. So it, Alex could be on the bottom. Oh. She could be on the top. Oh, okay, so, okay. So you don't know who you're going yeah, yeah, Like yeah. when you when you compete after the first round, you don't know who the who is going to be left, right? Mm. And you still don't know who the judges are. Yeah. So okay. it's not like you can like cook to the judges. You know, oh, yeah. I, I know. <laughs> so so what does the winner win? Okay, so they, they win money. So the first round, if you win, you get $5,000 and you get to pick the next ingredient. You win the second round, 
you win $10,000. Okay. If you win both rounds, you get $15,000. Oh, oh, okay. So, okay. You know, what's, the grand, what's the grand prize at the end? Oh, no, that's it's just per episode. Oh, got it. Okay. So they have, you know, like she'll challenge, um, say, I don't know, I think one of the challenges were like chicken. So she'll challenge the these experts in chicken or whatever. And then, you know, if they win, they win. If they don't, they don't. But uh, apparently she doesn't lose much. So yeah, oh, know, that's yeah. why she's the island chef, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, wow. You're you're really building the suspense. I can't wait to watch it, um, especially, uh, you know, all these secret ingredients and putting on the spot. Um, and it seems like you're it seems like you're proud of your performance. So, you know, we'll we'll leave it at that. We'll let other people kind of watch. Um, yeah. you know, but, uh, you, you know, you've really had an impressive journey as a chef overall. I remember you at stage and I know before that you were even, you know, cooking and, and can you just share with us how long you've been in the culinary industry and did you start off at the bottom of the ladder? Uh, I've been cooking since 1997. When I started, oh. I was a dishwasher for Roy Amaguchi and Alan Wong. So we're just talking about it like full circle as a dishwasher, you know, for Roy. And then he ended up being the, the judge for the competition. Um, but uh, I started in 97. I, I was in law school at the time, so I didn't have any culinary experience, but I knew I wanted to cook. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I, you know, I, I knew that, you know, my calling was not reading and writing all day in an office. So um, when I decided, because when I was in law school, I asked Russell Sue, it, you know, he had a connection with some of my family and Russell set me up with it, what they call a stage in San, I was in San Diego law school. So I went over there and I spent like 12 hours in my Aloha shirt and slippers. And I was just watching and I was so amazed at everything. And I was like, this is exactly what I want to do. So that summer, I'm like, I'm not doing anything with law. I'm not, I'm not going to be a paralegal or whatever. I'm going to. I'm going to sign up and I'm going to get into a, a kitchen. So I signed up for what I thought were the two best restaurants at the time. But they're like, have you worked in a restaurant? I said, no. Have you gone to culinary school? And I said, nope. And so, well, you know, we really don't have, uh, we really can't hire you. I said, well, what do you have? And I said, and they said, you know, well, we, we, we can be a dishwasher, see how bad you want it. So I told Roy, hey, you know what? If I'm going to be your dishwasher, can I come in and apprentice with the, the head chef? four hours ahead and then bang it out. He said, absolutely. So that's what I did. So I was learning sauce work and learning the, the, the ropes of the kitchen. And then I'd have to go back and wash dishes or whatnot. So within a couple of weeks, they hired me as a cook and I, and I, that's where my career started. But, wow. you know, it really made me appreciate um, just learning every level and how important every level is. Let me tell you how important the dishwasher is, right? I mean, still to this day, you know, uh, we prepare food for them, uh, you know, the very elite food for them that we serve to our customers. We take care of them. You know, they're a part of our family. And so that's a really, really important lesson that we learned. Um, and, you know, that's where I started. Yeah. That, and it's so awesome um, because, I mean, you kind of um, alluded to this in the very beginning that um, just being a chef and, and the industry in general, it's cutthroat. Um, you know, staying afloat, um, you know, making a name for yourself, uh, being outstanding, you know, amongst the rest out there. And, and you've managed to do it and, and maintain it. 
Um, I know it's a lot of hard work. I mean, it's got to be a lot of hard work. What What's your secret or have you figured it out? I mean, to, to be able to be this successful for this long? Well, I think, I think a large part is that um, it, I'm very passionate about cooking. And I, I feel very lucky and fortunate and grateful that I found something that doesn't necessarily feel like work for me. Uh, so I can go in there and I'm, you know, I always feel like um, I'm a life learner. I'm I'm learning stuff every day. And that's why I get excited because I keep learning, whether it be in competition or learning something from a dishwasher or learning something from my customers. I get to learn every day and I love it so much. It doesn't really feel like work. And I can take that passion and I can, you know, now at, at my stage in my career, I've been fortunate where I can create my own world. I don't have to work for someone else's world. And so I can create this world and, and, and own, you know, I can make the decisions and we can do what we need to do and what's best for everyone. And I love it because I'm, I'm not, I don't have anyone holding my, me back or telling me that, you know, what I can and can't do. If I see something and I know this is what's best for everyone, I just, we can just do it. And um, that's freedom yeah. and that's happiness. And then, you know, I get to do this, you know, I get to do this every day. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like, you know, I'm not stuck. Uh, I'm not stuck in an office per se. You know, we we do farmer's market. We're out with the community. We do events, right? We do catering. We do all these things. So, I mean, I love that it's it's always something different. It's never the same monotonous thing every day. Yeah. But I feel, and, I feel like, you know, being a chef, you got to be like a take charge person, right? I mean, you can't just let people kind of walk all over you. I mean, like, I feel like, uh, like it's kind of tough in that sense, right? Like you got to be, not like you're barking orders in the kitchen or whatever, but like, I don't know. I've, I've, yeah. I think, I think it's important to, you know, when you set the example, it's just to be fair. And I think that you can be an effective leader without yelling at people, without screaming at people. Um, I think if you take care of your staff and you show by example and you work right next to them and you show them and you teach them, if you're constantly teaching people, they're gonna stick with you. If you're not teaching them anything and you're just telling them what to do instead of why we're doing this and, and what's the purpose of this and, and, and why it makes a different impact, that's how you, one, that's how you retain your staff. You know, we've been fortunate. We have, uh, you know, a lot of our staff have been with me from the last two, three restaurants. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's because you, you, I'm constantly trying to teach them or allow them opportunities. You know, whenever we have meetings, what do you want to learn? Do you want to learn stuff about the business side? Do you want to learn P&L stuff? Or do you want to learn how to do menu planning? Have you ever worked with this ingredient? I'll teach you how to use it. And it's so exciting because like once someone wants to learn something or do something, I'll bring everybody in. It'll be like a little rookie class and we all get to do it and practice it and everyone will learn and benefit and we'll be on the same page and it and it, it keeps uplifting the level of our staff. So, mm -hmm. you know, I that's something that I really, really enjoy is just creating this world where we can offer and take care of people, things that were given to me. My mentors, whatever they gave to me, you know, I'm just trying to give it back. And, you know, their success is my success. You know, we learned that from you know my mentors and everything and it was you know it's it's just returning well, that's giving awesome. back. yeah i love that i love that maybe i'm watching too much hell's kitchen and gordon ramsay or something <laughs> okay so, i never so... said i never worked in a kitchen like that oh yeah no kidding, kidding right? i learned what not to do <laughs> 
So, you know, I mean, you cook so much delicious mouth-watering foods. Um, you know, I follow you on Instagram. And so I, I people, if you're listening, follow John and follow Feast on Instagram. I mean, he showcases his meals, but what is your favorite thing to cook? What what do you love cooking and what do you love eating? Ooh. Well, I like really simple things. You know, I think one of my my favorite foods is salt meat watercress. It's super, I think we, I just did this dish for the LCC uh, gala. And when I had to explain the dish, there were other chefs with other, you know, their specialty dishes or whatnot and all these ingredients and technique. And I was telling the, the, the students or whatever, I said, I got three ingredients in here, you know, and they're all local. And this is like my favorite comfort food. And it's so clean and it's so tasty. I can eat it every day. So that, I mean, I like simple things like that. Uh, yeah, that hits the spot. Yeah, I love poi. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love it. Wow. So you, I, I, do you feel like you, you went gourmet and you learned all these gourmet things and then you found a way to kind of like sim that, maybe simplify it, but bring it to the level of comfort and, you know, everyday foods that we eat but try to elevate it a little bit? I mean, how would you describe your style? Like, Well, the journey was when you're young, you, like when I was younger and I first started out because it was so fascinating and new, I wanted to work with the best. So I started off working for the best in Honolulu. Then I went and worked for the best in New York and I tried to work at the best places because I wanted to see how far I could see and go. And so when I got up there and I was, I think one of the restaurants I was working at in New York was like number three in the world. I felt like, wow, like this is, this is the level of cooking that, you know, that people can really appreciate all these nice things and fancy things or whatnot. But when I came home, I think when I was younger, I, I went through that stage where, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to share with my friends and my family, Hey, look at this technique, look at this ingredient. It's nothing I never seen before. I thought it was super cool. I wanted to share it with you and this and that. And I went through that stage where I went to, you know, cook all these, you know, high, I mean, I was working at signature restaurants, high-end hotels, you know, very fine dining things. But at the end of the day, when I wanted to open up my own business, I was like, you know, it's, it's just, it's not, it, it's not sustainable to open a business in Honolulu with all this overhead and cost and labor and all that stuff, right? And then I was like, you know what? I don't even really go out to eat fancy food. <laughs> so it came back. It's like, well, if you want your own business and you want to create your own world, you have to create a sustainable business model. One, because everything's a business. No matter how good of a cook you are, how good of a chef you are, if you can't sustain, then, you know, one, your business will fail. And then you, you have all this staff you have to worry about, right? Like, you know, they don't have a job. So part of that journey was to, be aware that, hey, you know what? I don't really go out and eat this type of food. Well, what do I really like? Well, these are the type of foods I really like, but I can put a twist on it to make it uh, different because nobody wants to eat something that they can get anywhere. They want to eat something with a twist. So for instance, the salt beet, the salt meat watercress, when I was explaining to the students, I was telling them, yeah, you know, this is, you know, something old, nostalgic, Hawaiian food, local food. But I said, you know, when I was um, in New York and stuff, we, we used to call it potofu and put a piece of foie gras on and charge like, I don't know, a hundred bucks. But you can take something simple 
and you can elevate it by adding pristine ingredients, import table side, make it all refined, do a consomme, take that same flavor profile and same spirit of the dish and really elevate it where you can serve, like I would serve it, you know, to royalty, president, whatever, because it's, it's that, for me, it's, it's that personal for me. So I think for me, that journey was to go to the best, see the best, see all of that, you know, and then understand that what I want to do in the future, I need to, what I need to do is create a sustainable business. And how do I create a sustainable business in my market? Like if I went to the mainland or a big city, I could probably keep doing what I was doing, but because I was here and I, you know, I have three girls, I have three daughters, right? So oh. I, I don't want them, you know, to call me uncle. I want to see them, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I want to spend time with them. That's a priority for me now before, you know, my job was a priority and this and that. So that was kind of my journey going through that, getting that out of my system, coming back and understanding who I really am and, you know, authenticity and, you know, what I, what I enjoy to eat and what I want to share and how I can spend time, my priority with my family and everything. So that's kind of the, in a nutshell. You're so like, you have the wisdom. You're like, thank you for sharing your wisdom. I mean, that's so awesome. And um, you definitely paid your dues, paved the way. Um, and, you know, here you are. And and it seems like you're still hungry. You're still hungry. You want to still do more. Um, you know, for, for, for the young listeners um, who have that drive and that desire to get into the industry, um, and so much has changed too today versus like when you were just getting into the business. I mean, people are just like, cooking online, you know, just setting up the camera and, and acting, you know, being like a chef, you know, um, follow me and all this kind of stuff. Like, would you say that this day and age, it's easier for the young up and comers, you know, people who want to be a chef to enter into the industry? Is it easier for them versus back in your day? <laughs> uh, would you say that there's a misperception of how easy it might be and that the reality is, is that it's not like that? I would say that I think it's harder now. Oh. And the reason, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's easier to get access to information. So when I was, a, you know, when I started cooking, we didn't have smartphones. We, I couldn't see, like I can, I can have the best, restaurants in the world on my phone on instagram or something and i can see what they're doing their special video i can see it and understand it when i was when i entered cooking i had to either wait for a quarterly elite magazine culinary or i had to travel there and i had to watch I, what they call stodging or trailing and i had to spend an entire 12 15 hours in a kitchen peel potatoes and watch and see how they did it that was how, uh, you know, we used to do it back in the, before all this uh, social media. So access to information, plating, technique, and presentation is, is a lot easier. But what's harder now is after COVID, I mean, the world, the world has changed after COVID. Um, restaurants are a very, very tough business. Um, staffing is a huge issue. Uh, so even if you really want to go into culinary um, and you want to start your own business, you know, there's going to be staffing uh, challenges. Uh, there's going to be, you know, with, with the recession and the inflation, um, there's a lot of uh, breakage of supply chains, 
right? And that affects everything, like, you know, things that we take for granted, like flour, oil, just paper bags, um, you know, just things you would not even think of, like lettuce. They, because of the inflation and the supply chain, it, there's there's breaks in it. And, um, you know, it's harder to get things. It's harder to hire people. The prices are higher. Um, and so this is this is the kind of stuff I didn't see when I entered the 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 the, re the food and beverage industry, but now I mean you see restaurants not making it. Now they have a lot more challenges, and so you know and and the world is changing. Everything's getting automated. You have AI now. You have a lot of things that are changing our landscape. Um, you know they're doing service. So I was just reading up on these things about service charge instead of tips uh, and all these different issues, right? Uh, you, you look at, at all the um, chefs or owners that have been called out for harassment or rape and all these things that never, you know, when I was growing up, if your chef acted like Gordon Ramsay, no one was going to call him out. And, you know, there wasn't any social media. There weren't cameras around. So the world has changed, right? Like the, that world doesn't exist anymore. Um, but then, the, you know, right now, currently, I think it's it's tough. But if you really want to do it, there's always room for someone, another good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know what, I, what I was going to say, too, is that um, being in Hawaii, I, I feel like it kind of gives like the chefs an edge or those in this industry an edge because like we're, we, we're getting so much exposure. Plus, tourism is like super back, you know, and like with social media, they're always looking for the next best, you know, oh, where can we eat? You know, and I, I think like that kind of, like helps out a lot, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, there, there's so much, there's so many different restaurants opening up that are offering, like I just saw like a, a Hong Kong style oh. restaurant open up in Honolulu. There's so, and like Peruvian, they have all these oh, yeah. different uh, business models that work from different countries or whatever, and they can come here and they can open up and we can experience it, right? Um, so, you know, there's, I'm just talking as a business owner because it's been great. <laughs> yeah. But if you're young and you're passionate, you know, there is no reason why you shouldn't follow your dreams. If you like to cook, if you love to cook and you love to share with your family and friends, you should do it, right? Because then at the end of the day, you're not going to regret it because you're following your heart, right? Yes. So I, I, I would I would totally encourage that. But, you know, <laughs> back, well, back in the day, like, you know, Back in the day when I wanted to cook, I remember all the all the old timers would be like, you know, it's a lot of hard work, a lot of hard hours. You know, you have to make sure you know what you know you, you want to commit. And I understood that. And now there's a little bit difference. Yeah, it's long hours and everything, but there's also all these other challenges too, right? But the benefit is that, you know, there's nothing if you're doing what you love. You can't you can't beat it if you create your own world, and and you you get to be who you are. And you get to help people. Uh, there's nothing more gratifying than. Yeah, them. yeah. I I second that. I second that. You know, I mean, find your passion, and um, just run with it, right? Run with it. Um, and learn as you go along. I mean, just like kind of how you did, and and seek mentors. You know, just yep. kind of like how you did too. But John, okay, so it was really great talking to you. But remind everybody who's listening of uh, where your restaurant's located. Um, you know. Uh, can they go online, place orders? Um, do you change it up every day, the menu? Yeah, so we're we're in Manoa. Uh, we're on 
2970 East Manoa Road. So we're on the corner of Lowry Avenue and East Manoa Road. We're, we're a little bit past, just a, a 10 seconds past Manoa Marketplace. We're across Morning Glass and Bangkok Shell. You can't miss this. We have a brick, red brick uh, uh, restaurant. And um, you guys can, we can, you can order online. Uh, we have online ordering. Our lunch, our, our operation hours are from 11 to 2. So lunch is 11 to 2. And then dinner's from 4 to 6. We take a break so we can give our employees a little uh, rest and set up for dinner. Our, but we're only open from Tuesday to Saturday. So we're closed Sunday, Monday. We're closed Sunday, Monday. So the whole crew can enjoy their two days off. And then we come back. So Tuesday to Saturday from 11 to 2. And then 4 to 6. And then on Friday and Saturday, we stay open a little later for dinner. But we, you know, we have our, we have our, we have incredible liquor license. So I created a nice pairing and a lot of great wines and stuff to drink. Um, we have specials we're running every week. Um, a lot of people like our high-end bentos. We do like a butter poached ribeye with our lobster roll, our, our signature lobster roll. Our, probably our most popular dish is our lobster roll. Uh, but then we also have, you know, anything from like beef stew, hamburger, hamburger steaks are a good seller. We have smash burgers. Uh, salads, a lot of the salads. Yeah. Sweet Farms, watercress. Yeah. And we also we try to use the local products as, as much as we can. Uh, so, you know, we, we try to make it affordable and we try to do a little twist on it. Um, but come check us out. We're in Manoa and uh, we have dining. You can hang out and eat over here. And, um, you know, we have all sorts of desserts, whatever you guys, there's something for everyone. We have vegan food. We have Middle Eastern. We make our own uh, shawarma, falafel, and hummus, and that people love that. We're in Hawaii, but people are ordering that Middle, Middle Eastern food. And so yeah, your menu you. is always changing. Your menu is always changing. Yeah. Well, I think one time, long time ago, I think you had like a natto theme or something. Or maybe oh natto. yeah, we make our special own though. That was special, yeah. and yeah. I was so bummed because I had to work. <laughs> I couldn't go. I was so bummed. But then like my friends went. And I was, I just yeah. have to look at their pictures and just be so sad. But everybody raved about it. They were like, oh, okay. Or maybe they're just rubbing it in. But yeah. yeah. We're part of the Natto Fest every year. So yeah. We, we make our own Natto. We're like one of the only places that make our own Natto. Yeah. We make it with chickpeas. So. Oh, man, man. I, I, it's fermented. So I, I maybe it's better <laughs> that we don't know how it's, uh, maybe it's better that we don't see the process, but it, I love it. I know, I know it's an acquired taste for something. Either you more. love it or you hate I it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. But congratulations, John. Um, we're rooting for you. Um, and even if you, whether you want or not, <laughs> you want, you know, just being on the show and representing proudly. Thank you so much. Keep cooking. And uh, you guys check out John's Restaurant Feast in Manoa. Oh, so Ono broke the mouth, I tell you. Thanks so much, John, for joining us. Thank you. Hey, aloha. Yes, we gonna break up down.